0: This is Top Landing Gear. Hello, and welcome to Top Landing Gear, Series 3, Lockdown 3. That's a series per lockdown, so here's to many more. And may I wish you a belated Happy New Year. I say New Year, I say Happy. Not always easy in the current circumstances. So we thought we'd try and help out with an episode devoted to films, books, television programs, websites and maybe even other podcasts that might appeal to the aviation minded out there who've had just a bit too much in for spare time on their hands recently. Rather like the four of us on top landing gear. And we are pop superstar, singer-songwriter, and a guru to up-and-coming bands. From Scouting for Girls, it's Roy Stry. Hello, everybody. Hello, Roy. Uh, There's our pilot, currently with the airlines, formerly with the RAF, where he was on helicopters. Less of a guru, more a gorilla. James Cartner. Hello, Rob. Hello, James. (laughs) And next, someone who, on his own agricultural fencing website, is described as a bear of a man, more grisly than polar. It's my brother, Jez Curling. Grr. <laughs> <laughs> Convincing. And finally, Jez's brother, broadcaster, actor, uh, more of a sleek stallion than a bear or a gorilla. It's me, Rob Curling. Hello, everybody. It's it's great to be talking again. Yes, hello. Yes, it is. Isn't <clears> it, lovely? <throat> It's been brilliant. Now, just very quickly before we go on, I know it was a long time ago, but um, how was how was Christmas? Because <laughs> I gave you each some very special presents. Jez mm. and uh, James, you had little airplane models to make. I bet they're still in their boxes. Roy, I gave you the DVD of those magnificent men in their flying machines. I bet that hasn't seen the light of day.
1: Come on, be honest. <laughs> I did try and play it. But we don't have a DVD player that works at the moment. Oh, well, you did. Oh, I yeah, see. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, right. I, I, I needed to get out. So I, I have I've been meaning to watch it. I did
2: spend most of Christmas Day yes. trying to find a dark cupboard to put that shit in. <laughs> where it has been shoved under a load of other stuff and will <laughs> stay forever more. Well, that's gratitude for you. And Jez, uh, well, I, well, I Daily can't Air remember Race you
3: Harrier. ever giving me anything.
0: Sorry, Burst. <laughs> what was that? It's a Daily Mail Air Race area. Come on. I've no
3: idea where it is. I'll, I'll dig it out. That was a really good
2: try. Try and make it
1: <laughs> for <laughs> next year's. Yeah, we all wanted that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Okay, Thanks, Really <laughs> kind no, of you. No, I got, no, got a crappy DVD. You might as well give me a VHS. <laughs> oh, this <laughs>
2: this. not as bad <laughs> as, as <laughs> a <of laughs> shit up, though, is <isn't> it? <laughs> what did I get from us? What did, no. I, get?
1: What did I
0: get from you guys?
2: The joy of seeing our faces
0: smiling back at you. James, let's move on into the new year. I want to ask you what your favourite news item has been so far this year. Favourite news item? Yeah. There have been so many. Um, There's one in particular I'm thinking of involving a Chinook.
2: (laughs) Now, I am never one to uh, kick a a fleet when it's down. I believe a Chinook did get stuck in a field. Uh, and I think that's a very, you know, it, it's one of those things that just happens. And um, there were no sniggering. There was no laughing. There was no ridicule. Just some guys stuck in a field and they had to get a crane to take it out. So Stuck in the mud, wasn't your it? Your Facebook it was,
3: page would say somewhat differently to that, <laughs> No,
2: no. That was all banter, uh, but ironic. <laughs> <laughs> ironic banter. <laughs> yes. But so it, it, looked like, it looked like I was reveling in the fact that they'd had uh, a few mishaps, but actually I was really feeling for them. Yeah, (laughs) because
0: the very same thing had happened to you, of course, in your puma when you accidentally closed the throttles at height.
2: Yeah, mine was, (laughs) my my, my puma was stuck in a field more with the blades stuck into the mud on its side, but apart from that it was a similar, I think it was a similar Um, field.
1: Roy, just just tell us, what's your idea for this podcast exactly? Well, I thought just as we everyone was locked down, the idea would be uh, to say hello to everybody, explain that series three is coming as soon as i've got around to going through all <laughs> the interviews which we did from lincoln which should be yeah. in the next uh next month i think we'll as we come out of lockdown top landing gear three will uh come out of the hangar uh, but i just thought it would be good to give some other aviation fans uh some film book tv web reviews uh about things which maybe they've you know, maybe some slightly left-of-field things for them to do in the last the last dying weeks of lockdown. <laughs> Don't
0: say dying. <laughs> <laughs> We're all getting the jab now, the lockdown. Yeah. yeah, right. Brilliant idea. So, listen, we'll have some recommendations for you in a moment, but we'll also... Rob,
2: sorry, Rob, Rob sorry, yeah. to, sorry to interrupt. Speaking no, of the jabs, you must yeah.
0: have had the jab by now, have you? Well, I know what you're getting at, James. Uh, <laughs> what, because I'm in that age category, 80 plus? <laughs>
2: That, I think everyone over 80s has now had it, haven't they?
0: Including <laughs> <Completely laughs> Rob.
2: Yeah. And actually, James, I want to tell you, I
0: have had the jab. I got I got the dark blue, the Oxford, the AstraZeneca. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. you? Yeah. Very proud of that Again. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so we will, of course, amongst our... If you finish, James, our regular features will have asked James our chance to hear more from James. Can't wait for that. No. Um, <laughs> your chance and ours, of course, uh, to ask James anything about the world of aviation, but probably more lockdown focused in this uh, uplifting episode. And you haven't James... heard the quick facts yet. No, well, I was going to say, James
2: has got his quick facts
3: which
0: um there's nothing uplifting about them whatsoever great we can't wait i'm sure the (laughs) way you deliver them will will have us in stitches no that won't help (laughs) well i'll tell you what will help towards the end of this podcast we will have the highlight of this and every podcast the end the goodbyes the quiz quiz. we're gonna have a quiz so just before we get going we're recording this episode in mid-february 2021 not long after the death of Captain Sir Tom Moore. So we thought we'd like to dedicate this episode to his memory. He was such an inspiration to everybody, I think, and did it with great humour, dignity, and humility, basically everything the four of us lack. So, Sir Tom, this is for you, although I think you probably deserve an awful lot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to well done, Sir to Tom. Sir Tom, mm. well, what a man. James, let's let's ask yes. you some questions then about... Covid and how it's been affecting the aviation industry, how it's looking going
2: forward. It, it, it's all pretty bleak at the moment, isn't it? I think bleak is a is a is one way word of you could use, um, and a lot of words that are even worse than that could also be used. It, it's a very trying time for the aviation industry, uh, particularly with restrictions coming on um, quarantine now, the enforced hotel quarantine, which. From whatever countries you're coming in, uh, which require that adds at least seventeen hundred quid to your to your bill, and ten days in a in a hotel somewhere. Mm. Uh, so that's not helping. Um, I believe uh, earlier today, uh, the um, the leader of the Scottish Parliament uh, said something about you won't be able to book a staycation this summer, but don't think about going abroad. Mm. Which isn't really what we want to hear in the industry, and um, there have been murmurings from Downing Street as well about not bothering to book a, a summer holiday, um, which is all again, it's not going to help us out. Um, but the the vaccine thing, the slope there is, hopefully, we're at the at least the, the beginning of the end yeah. now, yeah. Uh, and we can see some something to aim for. But it's it's, it's a tough time, and there is not a lot of um, a flying going on, certainly not in my life, and um, just passengers aren't going anywhere. And, and Easter's coming up. That, that would obviously have been a, a hope that we could get something by that. That's I don't think that's going to happen. The hope is that by mid to late summer, things will start moving on the holiday front and the international front. Mm. When Jim, did you would, you last- you, would you
3: say it's looking bleaker now than it was this time last year?
2: I think it's because we've weathered it for so long now and there's no obvious um corner coming it's looking a bit bleak now. and, and there, there seem to be fewer people flying now than there were during the sorry towards the end of the last lockdown or, or lockdown one um so it, it's it's hard to see exactly when, when it's when it's going to um start coming back and i think we are bracing ourselves for a probably another year of, of massively reduced travel goodness me. Of course, one of the knock on effects of
0: having fewer passenger flights, I think it's now becoming clearer to people who didn't realize this, is the amount of freight and cargo that will be carried on passenger flights there aren't those flights now, mm-hmm. you know, not nearly so numerous. So yeah. a lot of freight isn't now making its its way around the world.
2: Yeah, well, that is absolutely right there, Rob. Uh, But what some airlines are doing is they're putting on a lot more dedicated freight flights. So some routes that were used for passengers are now being used purely for freight. And even some companies have uh, taken the seats out of their aircraft and they are flying pure freighters. Um, which is it's filling up a bit of the shortfall but but you are absolutely right there is fewer or there are fewer opportunities for freight to fly on on passenger flights so that is having a a reduction where they they can't sustain it with freight only mm. um so there will be yeah an ine- inevitable knock on yeah.
1: when when did you last fly james uh, i last flew i landed on christmas eve oh my god that's um, your I last got, flight yeah so
2: i've done some uh, recurrency sims just to keep me ticking over since then uh, and it's looking like i might fly again in march
0: wow yeah. jim that brings me on to another thing that i was reading about is the increase in incidents due to <coughs> rustiness and this is in com on commercial flights such as one example for getting to switch on the de and some potentially slightly more serious things as well which i really don't understand because you have a checklist so surely if you
2: have a checklist all these things get looked at don't they you do absolutely and um i from what i know i've heard of nothing serious that's that, that's happened uh, but that there are it, it's it's like if you if you're not used to driving your car uh, and you come in and, and it just takes that a little bit longer to get yourself um reacquainted with where all the positions of the switches are and certain things in in scans are missed, but then they're they're normally tidied up by the checklist. So where you would do an item and then check it with a checklist, people are forgetting to do those little items first, and they're they're all being swept up um, more mm. than they were. So th- I think there is a rustiness. People are not flying when you're used to flying, you know, every day um, for, for for a month. Mm. and all of a sudden, that's reduced to once or twice a month. There's bound to be some some issues. And it's a matter of for the airlines and for the pilots themselves just to manage that. And the big thing is admitting that, look, I'm not going to be as sharp as I normally would be a year ago because I'm just out of practice. But presumably the sim sessions should reduce that. Yeah. So the sim sessions are there to make sure we are going through it. And, and it's amazing. I, I did a, a recurrency sim recently and, and it just takes a while just to get your, your head back in that space and and, and thinking in 3D and putting an aircraft where it wants to. Nothing dangerous is happening, um, from what I, I understand, but it's just getting yourself to do to uh, do things in the most efficient manner. Well,
0: there have been instances you've heard of of aircraft that have been in storage for a, not that long a period, and you suddenly find the pitot head isn't working, which, of course, reduces your airspeed on the airspeed indicator because there are insect yeah. n- insects nested in it. I mean, it, also, it sounds incredibly basic. I thought you covered those over with whatever.
2: Yeah, normally uh, when aircraft are in storage, that, that sort of thing is covered. Uh, and, uh, but insects in pizza heads has happened, whether the aircraft have been in storage or not. It only takes an overnight uh, to get a, a, a nest in a, in a Peter head. So uh-huh. it does happen from time to time. It's rare. Uh, but yes, this is the other thing we have to think, that the aircraft are being maintained while they're in storage, but they're not being used. So mm. it's just everybody is taking that extra care. And so things are happening a lot more slowly than they would normally because everyone is is taking those, those extra m- minutes or mm. even hours just to make sure the aircraft is completely ready to go. Um, I don't think it's dangerous, but it is, it's just something that everyone's watching.
3: Yeah, but the longer an aircraft is out of um, use, uh, does it become more expensive and more difficult to get it back in to uh, an airworthy state?
2: As far as expense is concerned, uh, that can depend on a number of things. Often the lease, uh, part of the lease agreement is that an aircraft has to be flown so many hours every month. Uh, And so if you're not flying it that that often, you have to pay penalties, which does sound a little bit weird. You think you'd be... um, uh, there'll be a bonus for not using it but yeah. it actually works the other the other way in aircraft sometimes so if, why
3: is that That's, I, I don't understand why it's that just, just to
2: make sure that the aircraft don't just sit there because aircraft sitting on the ground but they're not they're built for constant use um because it's such a sort of uh asset rich industry you try and use your assets all the time and when they're not being used constantly that that then leads to to degradation so um, and, and if you're not using an aircraft, you have to service it anyway. So there are there are standard servicing um, periods. So it has to have something done every three weeks. Has to have oil changed every two days. That that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. These have to be done whether it's flying or not. So it, you, you ideally want your aircraft flying. If they're not, it's costing you money.
0: And James, just a few other things that um, have come up in uh, aviation news recently, aside from COVID. Um, the return of the 737 max coming back into operations i don't know how popular
2: a move that would be with uh,
0: <laughs> with passengers
2: well I, I think they've they've supposedly uh apparently have, have lined out all the bugs and the issues that it had which caused those two horrific crashes uh, supposedly cannot happen again mm. um for for for, for, the, for those reasons anyway so it is that they've taken it to a standard where where the the issues are, it's, it has to have a, a dual signal from the uh, uh, trim runaway to even get that procedure going in the first place. When before it was an option just to have one one uh, signal or, or a dual signal, and most people went for the cheaper option. So that has been recovered. They have changed the uh, logic in the uh, in the computer circuits, which is how it deals itself with that sort of uh, with trim runaway, uh, and they've retrained crews and highlighted it to all the crews, so I think that particular part of it should be uh, ironed out, and it's as safe as any uh, 737 now.
3: was the um, was the final in sort of final analysis of, of those accidents? Was it all software, or was it a combination of? <coughs> it's probably being a bit contentious, but was there some pilot error? Not not through error intentionally, uh, but but because there was yeah. poor training or the
2: system had changed beyond. So the, the the system on this seven three seven max compared to the the older the NG as it's called, uh, it looked exactly the same, and the uh, checklist said to deal with that problem in the same way. However, there were differences, um, which so it had a lot, it could bite a lot harder if you didn't follow everything exactly to uh, the, the the new instructions. To the letter and i don't think everyone was aware that there were new instructions so while i wouldn't say it was pilot error that there was a pilot aspect to um just possibly to some of those but it, it wasn't i think they thought they were doing the right thing
3: so in isolation none of those things may have caused a problem but with all those factors brought together that was where
2: yeah i i think i, mean, I think what it did is it is it gave the pilots an incredibly difficult situation to deal with. You basically had almost full nose down trim so that the, the aircraft had trimmed itself. So it was trying to push the nose forward. Um, and the pilots were pulling back. Once you isolate the, um, the system, it should then release that, um, that force, but it either wasn't, or they, then they were happy. They re-engaged the system and it pushed them straight back down again. Um, so I, I, think the um the jury is still out exactly on the on the, the the final cause but it's looking those one of those two issues
0: James British Airways tweeted uh, quite recently about a new green fuel that they'll be trying out from twenty twenty two do you know
2: much about this yeah I had a look into this um this is they've teamed up with an American company whose name I can't quite remember at the moment, who are producing ethanol from uh, basically it's the leftover products of crops so straw and chaff um, which is means that we're not we're not planting particular um we're not planting crops for the production of al- of the alcohol which is a good thing and they're using the waste products to to make the uh uh the jet fuel so it's um it seems like a good thing it could be you know a, a, certainly i think it can reduce carbon. Um, emissions by seventy percent, which wow. is obviously a great thing. There are some people saying, "Well, you shouldn't be flying anyway," um, and that's the way to deal with um, aviation pollution rather than uh, changing the, the, the fuel source. But I think if, if this is a um, if this works, and it looks like it, it should do, it's a very positive step because it doesn't require new planting of, uh, or it doesn't require sacrificing food crops. It's a byproduct. Um so it should be it should be a good thing. Would you need well, to here's a, here's
3: a little stat for you, which isn't oh. actually in my uh, my quick facts because it's not really relevant. But um globally in twenty nineteen, before the pandemic, the airline industry produced nine hundred and fifteen million tons of CO two. So anything that can be done to mm. reduce wow. it is a good thing. However, humans in general produce forty three billion tons of CO two. <laughs> So um, there is well, a... Each. Uh, yeah, well, James, certainly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. So there's a there's a, there's a a conversation to be had there, I guess, isn't there?
2: Well, it there just, is. as
3: you've given us a, a quick fact, do you want to move on and give us your quick facts for this lockdown special? Oh, I, yeah, I'm really happy to. Now, if you were feeling in any way pleased to hear the return of Top Landing Gear, looking forward to being hopefully entertained, this is going to change it all. <laughs> there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing particularly uplifting about these facts, but they are kind of relevant. And once we've done them, we only have to do them once. We can move on and talk about something else. So here are some lockdown um, quick facts for Top Landing Gear. So um, I thought it'd be interesting to see what effect the pandemic had had on the aviation industry um, around the world. So so here's some, some stats for you. And the number of commercial flights globally, like Jimbo's waist measurement, soared steadily <laughs> from the early 2000s <laughs> until 2020 with around 39 million flights a year. Uh, but since the pandemic, this figure, like one of James's landing approaches, plummeted to just 16 million. <laughs> to what? To how now, many million? 16 million from, from 39 million wow. over the course of a year. And that's the figures I've, I've sort of dredged up from probably... November or December. That's just my wife not going on holidays. (laughs) Yeah, that's top land. uh, That's Scourge of the Girls not touring. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, And here we go. In terms of passengers, this is a 60% drop in fair-paying customers. In terms of passengers, this means a 60% drop in fair-paying customers uh, from 2.8 billion to 1.8 billion in 2020. And all this means that airlines are burning less fuel, or fewer gallons if you prefer, uh, fuel consumption has increased every year <laughs> since 2009 to a whopping Jimbo-sized 96 <laughs> billion gallons This is not just an abuse sort of power. This yeah, is facts. These are facts combined with abuse and I'm about to be nice now. Uh, because the pandemic saw fuel consumption shrink like Roy did after he gave up the booze last summer to a svelte 51 billion gallons in 2020. So that's 45 billion gallons less fuel burned. Wow. Uh, the yeah. pandemic, of course, has had a devastating impact on airlines. And I managed to find 15 airlines that have gone bust in 2020, including, for a while anyway, South African Airways, uh, German mm. Airways, and of course our own Flybe. Although some of these businesses have been rescued by governments or bought out by other companies. And so what are the aircraft? Um, From what I can establish, there were about 17,000 aircraft grounded and in storage at the peak of the pandemic last year. And to this can be added permanent retirements uh, from many, but not all of the fleets of older aircraft, such as Boeing 757s, 767s, MD-88s, um, Airbus A340s and A380s, and of course, the mighty 747. And according to the Air Transport uh, Action Group, worldwide, 88 million jobs are supported by the, avi- uh, the aviation industry. And their research shows that half of these jobs uh, could be lost as a result of coronavirus, uh, with them not
2: really coming back uh, for another five or six years. James, you <laughs> might hear Different take on those yeah, figures. Yeah. But... No, thanks, Jess. You told me I'm fat, and I told me I'm going to be out of work. In it, so that's great. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> thanks. Yep,
3: yeah, thanks. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> your rather... Uh, rather... Uh, <laughs> depressing. Uh, quick facts. I mean, and those figures... Up. That is, they are facts. Or yeah. at yeah. yeah.
0: they are according to some of
1: Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, well done, Jess. I mean, they, those figures are mammoth, aren't they? Mm. They are huge, aren't they? Yeah.
2: And uh, the problem is aviation, in any, in any down... Um, turn is nearly always the first to get hit, and it's often the last to recover as well. So we, we are kind of used to it, I suppose. But it's um, this. This is really good, and I think the the effect of this is going to be slightly longer, just because you need all the countries to get sorted before we can start yeah. worldwide travel again. Um, I had no idea that so be, many people yeah, were
3: were were employed in or around the uh, eighty eight million people employed Most of those make
2: my lunch
3: yes. <laughs> clear up the <laughs> lunch yeah it's yeah, incredible they, they're stunning yeah. figures aren't they massive yeah. massive figures yeah um one other little piece of news
0: as well uh, in fact some more has come in uh, today is uh, air shows certainly in the uk uh, there was a postponement of an air show uh, earlier on just a few days ago and in fact today on the day we're recording react one of the biggest air shows in the world has for this year been cancelled which uh, you know, so soon it was due to be in July, so they've mm. already decided to yeah. pull the plug on that, which is such a shame. So difficult for the organisers, let alone participants and crowds and fans and all the businesses that rely
1: on on the you know air show entertainments. I, I'd love us to do an air show special supporting any air shows that are happening this year. So <laughs> yes. some of the smaller yeah. ones. So if anybody yeah. out there wants to promote their air show, however big or small, because I know obviously with my band we're doing we're still hoping that a lot of these festivals are going ahead and a lot of people a lot of work is being done now to make sure these events can happen safely with social distancing so i don't th- i don't think there's any reason why some air shows couldn't happen maybe i don't know mm. so mm. if you are picking on an air show or you know somebody who is uh please get in touch and we will do everything we can to help promote it and do uh, a podcast about all the air shows that are still happening uh in the in the months when we're allowed out, yeah, and we can
3: come along and visit you. Totally,
0: that's well. George, that. of course, we'd love
1: forget to get George. Um, <laughs> George yeah. Bacon, definitely. George Stacey yeah.
3: Bacon did a great job uh, with his his um, colleagues last year putting on some uh, air shows, uh, you know, as best they could. So you know, well, the special.
2: Shuttleworth did a, did a car based one, didn't they? Yeah, they had yes. all the audio drivers in their cars
1: and driving air show, which might be this year's uh, theme for air shows. Yeah. Yeah, so it out there trying to make it work, you know, please get in touch, and we will help, support, and promote the best we can.
0: Absolutely, and I'm sure they will happen, and there'll be there will definitely be stuff to look forward to. But listen, should we really up the ante here and um, and be a little less gloomy about things and suggest <laughs> maybe some of the uh, films, books, TV shows, webs, and pods, maybe that. Uh, people can enjoy in their enforced spare time we've all sort of chosen our favorites and uh let's let's start with films first of all roy what have you chosen as your favorite film okay to pass I, on to our
1: adoring public i didn't go for favorite just because oh, I, I wanted to try and keep it uh it, you know it may be stuff because my favorite is the battle of britain yeah. And uh, and obviously everyone's seen the Battle of Britain. Mm-hmm. So I am yeah. going for Hurricane, which is a uh, film that came out in 2018 uh, about the pilots of uh, 303 Squadron, the uh, Polish squadron, probably arguably the most successful s- squadron uh, during the Battle of Britain. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, it's... It's not as good as the battle of britain it's <laughs> seen it it, 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 was, it was i think the budget was 10 million which was more than there's another <laughs> film called 303 squadron which came out in the same mm. year which mm. was which was even cheaper to make yeah but my son freddie loved it mm. uh and so uh and he much preferred that to the original battle of britain that got him like the Battle of Britain got me into aviation and I mm-hmm. think Hurricane did the same for him. So it's, I think it's about two Thank quid you. to rent on YouTube. 303 Squadron is free on Amazon Prime, or again, about two pounds to rent on YouTube or uh, uh, Amazon, you know, uh, any number of those things. And for the aviation fan, okay, it's not historically completely accurate, but it, it does a good <laughs> job. And you know it's definitely worth a couple of hours in the evening
0: is that the one with some really terrible cgi no i think you're thinking of 303 squ- oh, that's 303 is it but yeah.
1: it you know some of it is a bit ropey but you know i it's you know have a glass of wine beforehand yeah no
0: i've seen it Settle <laughs> down you know elements of it are superb aren't lancaster skies is another one in the same sort of the Milk that i gather hasn't been particularly well
1: well lancaster reviewed. skies was it features Just Jane, which is the Lancaster which we went to see in the uh, Lincolnshire Aviation Museum. Yeah. That film was made for eighty thousand pounds, wow. so I just don't think that wow. anybody could. I think it, all, <laughs> it automatically gets five stars for that.
0: Fantastic. What about
1: our pilot? What
2: have you gone for, Jimbo? Uh, film-wise, yeah. Again, I'm not sure it's my necessarily my absolute favourite, but it's a lovely film, um, and it was very. When I was going through my early RAF training, I watched it with a mate who was working in the city at the time. And he sort of said, God, that's what you do for your job. You're so lucky. (laughs) Uh, And it sort of made me think, yeah. And the the film is Air America, um, which is Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Mel Gibson, I think.
1: And it's it's just about setting up
2: for your... Not quite what I do, no. <laughs> um, but it's what, do
1: they do they crash it's pumas? A, <laughs> <laughs> they
2: crash everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. They cut that bit for the uh, It's, it's a, too it's boring.
2: A, <laughs> it's about the setting up of um, the CIA's uh, own little airline, which they use to get people in and out of different places and move cargo. And it's 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 a fascinating story. It's a really good story, and some lovely aviation shots in it. Um, and the, 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 I think one of the highlights is when they one of the guys is a little bit hungover, um, and so they wake him up by tying his legs to the strop of a helicopter and dangling him um, through the bush uh, <laughs> for about an hour. <laughs> and, so and uh, it's, yeah, uh, g- yeah. give it give a watch uh, uh, every week. Great
1: recommendation.
0: Yeah, that's a cracker. Uh, Jez, what about you? I think I can probably guess.
3: Well, I've got I've got three as usual. I can't narrow it down. No. Um, and they're all pretty obvious, really. Um, so I, I have to say, you know, given that we're trying to raise the, everyone's spirits after my rather depressing quick facts, it's only the way you read them that makes them depressing. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I know. I don't even know why I'm on this pod. I'm, I'm really wasting. No, space. again, that's yeah. another question we've all asked. Carry on.
2: Save that one for the quiz. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, you know, uh, let's see if I can get the answer right. Uh, so my favourite film, I think probably has to be Airplane, uh, just because it yeah. makes me laugh a lot, yeah. and I I can't yeah. wait uh, to show it to my kids. I, I think they're probably old enough, but not sure they'll they'll get all the jokes. There's probably a couple of bits that I need to skip through. Yeah. Um, or, and this is a, this is aviation, but it's not. You know, it's space. So Apollo 13, which I love. I must have seen that 10 times. I think it's a mm-hmm. brilliant film. And I should just sort mm-hmm. another one, just because it's so beautifully filmed. Was uh, and we're waiting for its sister uh, film to come out soon. Lancaster was Spitfire, uh, uh, yes. which Roy and I went to see yeah. as Roy will testify. And I blubbed through. I uh, went to see in the cinema. Um, I, was, I was with you. Oh, you came to that one?
0: Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah you did. Oh, that. you all went to, you I went to that it. one. Yeah. There was the damn right? You,
1: you couldn't see us yeah. because you were crying so much. My tear streaked face. <laughs> so Airplane, Apollo 13
3: or Spitfire? Spitfire is
1: one. I'm sure there are lots of
3: better ones, but they're they're my faves anyway.
0: Spitfire is mm-hmm. stunningly filmed. Yeah, absolutely yeah. stunning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a bit like you, Jez. I've gone for an absolute obvious one, and and a few others. Uh, in terms of the few others, there's a uh, they're very old films, of course. <laughs> one was the, the Sound Barrier, which was a fabulous. Oh, that's story. a good film. Yeah. A fantastic mm. story, very much sort of based on on what was going on at De Havilland at the time, uh, and and the tragedies mm. as as people tried to work out what was going on when you're pushing those limits. Mm. It's a brilliant, brilliant film, nineteen fifties ish. Uh, black and white, but it's it's got everything. It's fantastic and and very much sort mm-hmm. of fact based. There's another lovely film called Out of the Clouds. It's it's an Ealing film with uh, made by Michael Balkan and Basil Dearden. I think it, it's sort of with B O E C Strata Cruisers in it, and it's it's a lovely story. There's really? a bit of romance in there, but it it sort of shows London Airport as it was in those days, and the operation Perfect. really there of, of B O C. Beautiful, really lovely film. But my favourite, I think, without a shadow of a doubt, almost my favourite of any film has to be those magnificent men in their (laughs) flying machines. They're so utterly joyous. Um, Everybody, Roy has got a spare DVD that he won't be watching, so get in touch Mm. with him. But, I mean, so much of it, most of it was filmed with real aeroplanes. Most of them were beautifully uh, built replicas. There was actually one original aircraft, which I think was the Blackburn monoplane, which is in it, but pretty much everything Mm. else, like the Bristol box kite, there was a beautiful thing that James Fox, his character flew, called an Antoinette 4. Um, There was an Avro triplane that Terry Thomas's character flew. I mean, beautiful aircraft. And many of those are flying with the Shuttleworth collection. It's It's just a wonderful film. And it was only that the French were real spoil sports and wouldn't let them film they're flying over paris that they had to do some slightly nasty animation stuff but otherwise i think it's just a wonderful film the flying sequences are fabulous and um, you know terry Thomas and eric sykes in the same film together
3: any any film with terry thomason is a winner in my, <laughs> yes. in, in my book <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely right good well hopefully we've
1: given you some nice uh, ideas for films what about tv roy i don't know if you picked a tv one did you? Would- I, I did pick a TV. Well, it's it's on YouTube, but it's a documentary, and we've yeah. spoken about it loads. It's the uh documentary about the Daily Mail air race. I don't want to go into it oh, too I'm much not. because there were, there are were a number <laughs> of things. Again, like I'm a member of Amazon Prime, and if you look on Amazon for aviation, yeah. a lot of people don't know they've only got Amazon Prime because they think you know to get next day delivery. I don't know but. They do have some amazing aviation documentaries, so go check that out uh, if you haven't, and you're just paying that money for their deliveries. Uh, but my 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 favorite show was about the Daily Mail air race, uh, 1969 Daily Mail air race is on YouTube. We'll put links to that. Uh, we did a whole podcast on it, and the last Several. series. And we (laughs) didn't stop talking about it. So you probably know about it. But uh, I'm the sort of person who never reads, very rarely reads anything twice or watches anything twice. And I've watched that documentary, I think, three or four times now in the last year. So it's so brilliant. Go check it out.
0: Oh, I'm so pleased to hear that. That, that, That's made my day. (laughs) Ah. Um, I've actually gone for a program that was on Channel 4 in 2018, flying across Britain, which was... Arthur Williams, who I'm sure most people will be aware of, um, ex-Royal Marine, uh, uses a wheelchair, and uh, got into flying, flies his beautiful Piper Cub, and he did this wonderful flight around um, the the smaller airfields of Britain, And just his enthusiasm for for the general aviation scene in that is just absolutely fantastic. The filming is absolutely beautiful as well. Lots of sort of aviation related stories. So I think it's a four part series. It was on Channel 4 in 2018. I think you can also get that now uh, on Amazon. And just a couple of other uh, programs, actually, a couple of recent ones, actually. Chitty flies again, another Channel Four thing, which Tony Hoskins, who is a great supporter of ours, and who's also restoring a Spitfire, uh, he was uh, played a huge part in that. As a lovely, lovely, up, uplifting film, and or TV show. And I don't know how many people are old enough to remember. And some of these are still on YouTube. Do just seek them out to see what I grew up with. birds. Which was, oh, yes, it was like the adventures of Lassie, but with helicopters. It's a Bell 47, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. I think, I I think yeah. they were Bell 47. There was back. actually, I when,
2: there. I, when I learned to fly, yeah, when I learned to fly, there was an aircraft which was Golf Whiskey Whiskey Uniform Kilo, I think, which oh, was yeah. one of the Whirly Birds really? based down in Goodwood when I was uh, learning to fly there. Oh, and wow. uh, yeah, it was. I yeah, thought you meant you I'm learned like... to fly watching Whirly Birds. Oh, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it, yeah, it was an American, uh, sort of 19, early 1960s American thing. Uh, yes, never yes. enough air, air action in them ever. Uh, the other one that was very similar was Ripcord. Do you remember this? Where there were, I think there were Cessna 172s and various different types of Cessna, and um, they always parachuted in to rescue people. Again, it was like Skippy or Flipper, but with airplanes and, and parachutists instead of a kangaroo or a dolphin. <laughs> uh, those are lovely things, just to have a look at on, on YouTube, just to see the sort of um, aviation-related programmes that were being made uh, back in the day. Uh, Jess, what about you? I, well, again, I think I can guess where you go with your favourite uh, aviation. Well,
3: well, well. So I've got, I've got several. Um, I've got one drama series, one animation series, oh, and s- slightly tenuous, but I wanted to get it in, and one. Documentary. So my drama. Not many people may remember this, or maybe lots will. I don't know because it was quite short-lived. Was airline? That's the one.
2: Oh yes, from nineteen
3: eighty-two. Roy Marsden, Ruskin Marsden. Air Services. Yes, uh, it's about the uh, Berlin airlift. Um. So just after yep. the war, and uh, uh, um. Another lockdown. Another <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh uh featuring um dakota dc3s and in fact one in particular which we uh, on this pod know quite well because it's based at dunsfold and owned by a future guest of ours um mike woodley um mm. who uh we will talk about in other uh we've mentioned in other capacities because he's just taken ownership of 2 XBA. 747s, Dunsfold. Uh, so that's all very exciting. So that's one. Airline, which Rob and I used to watch at uh, home when we were younger. It. We did. And uh, we hummed the theme tune. And still do. You might hear a bit of later, oh. uh, uh, incessantly. Yeah, good. Good. Um, on. Well done. The, the, the documentary, um, this was, I mean, there are billions of documentaries on, on uh, but I, I had to go for Black Buck, Operation Black Buck, which is the Channel 4 doc. On obviously the Vulcan raid on the Falklands, and then I've just thought of this actually. it's a bit tenuous, but it kind of is aviation Thunderbirds <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which I think was possibly my all time favorite thing ever when I was growing up, and yep. I watched the series probably on their third or fourth repeat. Rob watched them when they were first released I did um but I'm so still th- watch Thunderbirds, it. and Thunderbird Two was my favorite
0: yeah.
3: Oh, it's a great show! But Scott awesome. Tracy was my favourite character, and he was Thunderbird One, of course. He was yes. Thunderbird One, of course.
0: Well mm-hmm. done, good ones, Jez. Good selection. Yep. Yeah, you, I, yep. uh, Thunderbirds I is irreplaceable, unbeatable. Absolutely.
2: And uh, what about our pilot, Jim? Uh, well, I'm just going to go for the one, as I thought that was the rule.
1: <laughs> that was the rule. I'm going to say. <laughs> have to edit this out uh, very heavily. Have <laughs> uh, uh, very done it. you?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, my favourite TV was was. Um, it was a very very well done i think uh attempt at the the book piece of cake um mm. which was on must be 20 years ago about a a second world a, fiction, a fictional second world war squadron moving around europe um and and all the flying and hilarious japes and scrapes that they all got into including flying under bridges um mr hanna i believe flew the uh, flew the actual um the aircraft under a bridge for that one, but yes, no, it's it's a, a, wonderful sort of nostalgic look at what it would have been like to have been one of the lads on a squadron uh, during the Second World War. So, piece of cake. It's beautifully, beautifully filmed. Lots of great flying sequences in it, and a good story. And currently, I don't on, remember that at all. Currently mm-hmm. on uh, YouTube. No, uh, you should find it, Jez. Piece of cake
0: was was really good. And right over the street. Moving on to books, um, I will get to my favourite book in a minute, but I really think we must flag up this book, which I ordered for the Top Landing Gear Library, which I assemble in my own study, um, which is <laughs> this lovely thing, Flying High in the Sunlit Silence, the aviation art of Jack Berry. He's this, uh, the young kid, Jack, who, who has aut- autism, mad on aeroplanes, and he's done this book of the most of his favourite aircraft. The illustrations are absolutely breathtaking. They are real art, beautifully done. And he's got um, well-known pilots and people in, you know, involved in aviation to write an article about each of the aircraft in this stunning book. Uh, so please, everyone, do order it, Flying High in the Sunlit Silence. It's absolutely beautiful. All the proceeds go to Jack's three favourite aviation-related uh, charities. There are forces charities there as well. It's absolutely beautiful. Last time I looked, he was the... Um, Right near the top of the bestsellers list, and I think he was, was number one in uh, in history of art books, which is absolutely lovely. So that is a stunner. But my favourite book is Empire of the Clouds, uh, written by James Hamilton Patterson, who's also agreed to mm. be a guest uh, in future. It's it's subtitled When Britain's Aircraft Ruled the World. It's it's a wonderful story, his own story about having been a plane spotter as a boy back in the fifties when. Kind of Britain was really leading the way in, in aviation, but then loses its way, its funding, its government support, the, the TSR2 debacle, the, the Duncan Sands white paper, uh, when everything sort of just goes downhill. And, and we never have since got our place back at the top of the aviation ladder. I have to say, Alan Pollock. Some mention in it, he, he contributes to the book, but also Alan's story of flying through Tower Bridge is all there. It's all very much part of that era <laughs> when you know everyone was just getting fed up with the way the RAF and the, the aviation industry in, in this country were, was being treated. And what I love about James's writing, he is a beautiful writer, he's also a poet, and he writes with real passion, but there's anger in there, there's real anger about uh, how could we lose our way quite so dramatically. So, Empire of the Clouds is, is my favorite aviation book, although there are many. Um, of course, we've had many authors on this podcast, so it's always, always difficult to say it's not one of them, but I pick Empire <laughs> of the Clouds because of the wonderful way it tells a story about the British aircraft industry. Are there pictures? Yeah. There are loads of pictures.
3: Yeah, we always I've like pictures. I've got it, it's on my, it's on my uh, bedside table on the list to read. Good. I gave each of you
0: a copy, of course, for. You did. Another yeah, another Christmas
3: present. Brilliant. But Seeing as I still haven't finished Harrier 809. Yes, I, I've had it in my bag uh... today. <laughs> I've got some yeah. way to go yet. <laughs> All right, Jez. Uh, books for you, Jez? Well, I mean, again, I am I am pretty obvious on these. I've read lots of aviation books, but the one that I mentioned before and I keep coming back to, which probably tops the list as joint first, obviously there's not more than one, Falcon 607 because I love it. It's a brilliant book. I've read it at least half a dozen times. And I think also a a different kind of book and written in a different way, but incredibly moving, uh, First Light by Geoffrey Wellham. Oh, absolutely. Which I think is just an absolute classic. And and whether Mm. you're particularly interested in history or aviation history or or even the war, I think uh, the way he writes this book is... um, just an absolute absolute joy actually it's he's not he's not a writer he's just uh, he was a boy when he wrote this uh he, you know wrote his thoughts down it's a brilliant brilliant book and so i think
1: mark and Six, seven or first light for me as mm, books nice one roy yeah i have i agree that they are both stunning books love them uh i remember something that's, that's very recently come out it was actually a lockdown project for robert hastings uh author of Fatherland of Munich it's V2 just come out been a big bestseller mm. you may have got it for christmas uh it's slightly tenuous aviation link maybe uh it's a world war 2 thriller about a german rocket engineer a former actress turned british spy and the whole nazi rocket program uh it's it, it's fiction but the aviation references uh you know regarding like the, the spitfires tipping the v rockets are in there okay. The whole mm. V program is actually incredible, it's super dark in terms of a lot of it, it was built on slave labor. But, uh, you know, the, the engineers who, who built this were, you know, well, they were aiming for the stars. That was their plan rather than to bomb people. Uh, but
2: well, they all got they all got nabbed
1: afterwards, didn't they? By these it. Americans. Yeah.
2: By the way, and some, yes. I think. Well, uh, Verne von Braun, famously, yeah. yeah. Mm. But uh,
1: well, he's
3: in the book. He's he's you know, and it was Robert Harris, not Robert Hastings. Just for anyone good sorry, yes, booking. Robert Harris. Yeah, uh, 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 but but it's a great book. I read it, it after Christmas, same time as you, I think. And totally, it, it's, it's excellent. It's just
1: yeah. a, it's a brilliant read, and a, you know, a real page turner, and uh, and great fun. Talking about page turners, I
0: have also been reading actually a, a couple of the books that uh, were written by, um, Rolf Richardson. Oh really? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. A Coughing Corner. I'm working my way through at the moment. They're great books. They're really good <laughs> read. Loads of aviation stuff in there.
3: And, uh, you know, they're fun, fun things. Um, you gave me one for Christmas, Bert, and I have yet to read it. It's on the list underneath yeah. the Harry 809 and <laughs> various others. I oh, have yeah. Yeah, in yeah. Blue, which I've still not finished. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're 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 fun. Jimbo, what
0: about you for your aviation uh,
2: books? My book was actually was a surprise to me because I read um, – First part, Roald Dahl's uh, autobiography, Boy, mm. which uh, I loved um, because I have connections to India, but I don't go on about them the way you go on about connections. <laughs> well, mine's not a connection. Uh, but it's, I um, it's my very sol- then got reading the, <laughs> <still talking> about <laughs> the it. second uh, book, <laughs> Going Solo. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, part two of Roald Dahl's autobiography, Going Solo, which is mostly about him... Uh, Joining the RAF at the beginning of the war, flying Tiger Moths, Gladiators, uh, and then Hurricanes, uh, particularly a lot of it in Greece, mm. um, where he helped with the withdrawal and everything there. It's a fascinating book uh, written in Roll Dahl's style, but it's about Roll Doll. And it's just one of the best aviation based books I've, I've ever oh, read. Oh, brilliant. I love it.
0: I must get that. Yeah. Thank you very much. No pictures. Though. Oh, that's all right. Oh, that's unusual for a real doll book. Actually, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm out. Oh, those are those are some great books. There's so many more. I, <laughs> so many more I I could have added, but anyway, I, I I won't go on. Um, and finally, just um, sort of web, web or pod, uh, podcast or things I recommend. I, I, I'll kick this off. There's an absolutely brilliant website, all about my favourite airline the VC10. It's called A Little VC Tenderness. Uh, www.vc10.net Yella uh, Heminger who I think must be a Dutchman uh, has done the most fantastic job on that every VC10 ever built uh, is mentioned, it's beautifully written up, very readable but as a, as a reference source as well it's absolutely brilliant and my favourite podcast I think other than our own was the one that was out a couple of years ago, maybe last year on BBC World Service, narrated by Tuppence Middleton called Spitfire, The People's Plane. It really is the most beautiful series of podcasts. She narrates it beautifully as well. It tells a complete Spitfire story through the perspective and voices of those who were there over the series of design, production service, factory workers to pilots. It's a really, really lovely podcast. So Spitfire, The People's Plane, I thoroughly... Yeah, it's brilliant. I loved it. It is fabulous.
2: Jimbo, what mm-hmm. about you? Uh... So, well, the website has got to be pprune, which <laughs> is uh, pprune.org, the uh, the pilots' pro- professional pilots' rumour network. Uh, if you want to know what's going on in the aviation world, that's where you look, uh, and it has – everybody's chatting about everything. Um, and podcast-wise, I've kind of cheated and mm-hmm. gone for a radio show, which I believe is available in podcast format, which is Cabin Pressure. Oh, good. Oh, Cabin oh, yeah, radio... yeah. Pressure. <laughs> radio 4, I think, comedy yeah, based on a <laughs> – ridiculously small airline with such young stars as Benedict Cumberpatch, I believe is, is one of the, uh, one, of uh, the one of the stars of it. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's just the funniest, funniest hours of radio. One of the funniest hours of radio you'll hear. It's written so, by John Finnamore, isn't it? And he is just, That's a, right, yes. he's a comedy yes. genius. He's brilliant. He is he's genius. It as well. Yeah. 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 No, so yep, Kevin Pressure and um, Peep Oh, I love that. Right.
1: Any favorite websites for you or podcasts or both? Well, my, my uh, web thing, uh, which I've started to do more, is YouTube VR. So that is, this is going to be a whole new world for you, Rob. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> I know what VR is. <laughs> so, do you mean virtual reality? Virtual reality. So oh, if you have an iPhone or any sort of smartphone, you yes. can buy for about 10 to 20 pounds a VR headset. So that basically, you put your phone in the front of you and then, uh, so it goes in the headset and then it basically means that your phone is like a cinema screen and wherever you move your head, you can see. Oh, fam. And so there are loads of amazing films on YouTube. So there's one which I was looking at, which was in a Spitfire from Dunkirk to the Dover Cliffs. And so you can, you're sat in the Spitfire with the sound, especially it's great if you put headphones on,
2: uh, oh, don't tell him headphones, that'll take out. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, everything's was yeah. <laughs> Anything, even connected to the internet is going to be a bit of a problem. I'm going to have Carry to come on, around but and show on. you. Rob. Carry on. But, <laughs> but you, you just sit there and everywhere you look, you look down and you're in the Spitfire and you look up and you're looking at the clouds and you look left right you wow. go 360 definitely degrees getting this. and there are so there are so many there are so many things see, i don't understand quite why it hasn't taken off because it's, it's been around for years now and as i said the headsets are a tenner you need reasonably decent internet connection but not even Uh-oh. even <laughs> you're, you know even you'll be able to do it rob but it's I, you know there's loads of stuff on there there's one where you can fly with the red arrows there's a great one where uh, they've set up the VR headset with the red arrows going over London. There's some dogfights. There's uh, there's some sort of computer generated stuff. Uh, so for an aviation fan, it's it it really is. I spend so many times when i go to bed at like nine ten o'clock thinking i'm gonna to go to bed and suddenly it's one a.m in the morning and i've, no, I've you're flown sure. to paris and the wife is like what the hell is going anyway, it's brilliant it's, it's about 10 15 pounds and we're going to put links to all these on oh, uh uh on the uh, on, on all the socials oh that's, that's just fine. brilliant
3: that's fantastic uh just you did did you do yours i can't remember. no i haven't i haven't yet but i, I can okay. if you like well I've got, i'm gonna add Uh, The VR headset uh, to my, even though I've not seen it yet. And as it's my birthday next weekend, uh, next weekend.
1: Hint. Oh my goodness! So it is.
3: Yes, just to remind you. Yeah. uh, I'm going to add that to my my uh, my birthday list, I think. But my my um, sort of uh, web based stuff. So website, mainly because I've used it for my quick facts a lot. Let me guess. Uh, British Aerospace.
2: BAE Systems, yeah. So is it quite a dull website then?
3: (laughs) It's quite dry, but it is absolutely fascinating. The heritage section of the BAE Systems website is brilliant. And Mm. it it literally has almost every aircraft, um, obviously built by BAE or any of the the companies they they sort of encompassed, uh, ever. And it's fascinating. So that's great. And then um, podcast, obviously, as Rob said, that is now as... Again, more space than um, than sort of uh, general aviation. Thirty minutes to the moon, mm. which was a brilliant podcast. There's two series presented by Kevin Fong, um, who actually uh, is an NHS doctor but has done a lot of TV presenting and also worked for NASA for a while. Mm. And um, it's brilliant. So, so if you, it's it's all really based on the first series is based on the um, Apollo missions. Uh, to the moon, Apollo Eleven, uh, to the, the successful moon landing, and there's a second series based on Apollo Thirteen, uh, and, and it's interviews with all the, the sort of the characters are involved. Lots of um, lots and lots of actuality, sort of uh, uh, footage or, or, or audio from from uh, Mission Control. It's absolutely brilliant, and I have to say I'd forgotten about this, but Rob mentioned. The People's Plane, uh, narrated by Tuppence, uh, Tuppence um, Middleton, yeah. Middleton, yeah, hmm. which I absolutely loved. And in fact, I listened to it sort of in conjunction with 13 Minutes to Me, both brilliant podcasts. So those are my, my choices. Fabulous. Well, I hope
0: that's inspired some of you out there to um, listen, read, look at some of these things uh, during this um, slightly tedious lockdown that we're going through. And that should uh, hopefully enable you to get through it with a little more... Spring in your step. Now, speaking of spring in your step, I'm getting a bit excited because <laughs> it is time for the top landing gear lockdown three special quiz.
1: <laughs> Doesn't your zoom uh, thing end in a minute, Roy? Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'm running out of zoom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, That's our good, time I'm, limit. I'm so glad you're
0: all so excited <laughs> yeah. that the quiz is continuing. Um, has everyone thought about a buzzer? More than episode? thought about. Really good. Yeah. So, all right, Jez, what have you got? I think you gave us a clue to this. Did you? A little, little clue earlier. earlier. Let me
3: just let me just see if I can tee this up. Hang on a second. Uh huh. Hold on.
0: <laughs> Love it. That is the theme tune
3: to Airline by Tony Hatch, 1982. Price. So what, it, it
1: what are you playing it on? <laughs> <laughs> it's the world's yeah. biggest speaker. <laughs> <laughs> it's my iPhone. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> That's absolutely brilliant. How much of that are you going to play, actually, when you buzz in? Just the, the whole thing. Oh, Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I've got thir- I've 35
3: seconds in. of a <laughs> three-minute soundtrack.
0: Brilliant. I um, love
3: uh, it. I'll just cue it back up and... Uh, we're ready to go, when I can't answer any of the questions. Good man, James. What have you brought
2: along tonight? I'm I'm a little bit more minim- minimalist. I'm going for <laughs> one of our cabin uh, chime call bells for the oh, Boeing. Good, we did. you yeah, get?
0: That? I mean, mm-hmm. well, I mean, if you, I don't think you'll be winning tonight, Jim. I don't think you'll um, be answering many questions once. Mister yeah. Noadall isn't
1: going to win, yeah. although we, really have, we have we have yet to, to hear Roy's buzzer, thing, which has often been. A little wanting. No, I, I was looking for the sound of lockdown, and I thought my sound of <laughs> lockdown would be me doing the bloody washing up because that's what I seem to have done. I seem to be washing up while the dishwasher's on, and there's still other stuff to go anyway. Uh, but I didn't do that. I did during lockdown. One good thing that happened to my band is that BBC Lincoln did uh, a whole virtual. Uh, reproduction of one of our songs getting everybody to oh, sing. I on love Zoom. this song. It was really good and they got oh, the BBC yes. Philharmonic brilliant. in. So I've got like yeah. a little bit of that. The BBC Philharmonic. Playing something that was written by Roy Stride. Oh, wow. And even better, <laughs> I'm not singing it.
0: <laughs> oh, shame. I, that is lovely. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's almost impossible to hear. That was I think yeah. Jez has got the winning buzzer. I think, Jez, if you don't win this quiz tonight, there will be questions. Well, there will be questions, because I'm bound not to, but there we go. Well, what we want is answers. So here we go. Are you all ready for question one? Yeah. And this is all about aviation and entertainment books, all that kind of stuff that we've just been talking about. Question one is a film question. Recreated in the film Aviator, starring Matt Damon as Howard Hughes, what was the name of the massive aircraft that Hughes designed and built? Uh. Yes, James. It was the spruce yes, goose. It was indeed. It was the, spruce the spruce yes. goose. You're absolutely right. I knew that. Which I flew briefly just once. Jez, you say this every time, <laughs> but you never buzz in quickly enough. My, I
3: buzzed in, but I had my volume turned
0: down. My oh, kids well, say a that as well. Again, yeah. <laughs> James, do you by any chance know what the the proper name that was the n- sort of nickname it was given? Do you know what it actually was
2: called? I mean, you still get your. Point. Well, uh, it was a huge. It was a Hughes something, wasn't it? It was called the Hughes with a number after it. <laughs> yeah, obviously. It was a Hughes H4 Hercules.
0: There you go, the Hercules. Hercules. There you go. But you get your point for spruce goose. That's no, what I, I was looking that. for. Absolutely spot on. Okay, a book question. Are you ready with your buzzers, everybody?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Question
0: number two. Which legendary aviator wrote the book Wings on My Sleeve? Yes, Jez, yes, that's a big announcement. <laughs> brothers. I'm just gonna let it keep playing because I don't know the answer. You don't know the answer. Douglas Farder. No, deliberate point uh, Deliberate buzzing when you don't know the answer is almost tantamount to a point away. But I won't. Anyone else got any ideas? Any hints? Wings on my sleeve. Well, it must. He's flown more aircraft types than anybody else oh, oh. ever oh, wait, wait, in wait. the
1: entire world. Wait, wait. Oh bloody! I'm recording. <laughs> ah! buzzer. No, have you no, no, recorded no, no, buzzer, buzzer. oh this is crazy.
0: yes yes roy would it be uh winky brown it's eric winkle brown oh. absolutely right well done boys that's shame on you it's uh it's what if you haven't read it you've got to read it yeah. yeah he flew what 487 types of aircraft winkle brown made the first carrier deck landings and all sorts of different aircraft absolutely amazing Okay, uh, so it's one to Roy, one to James. Jez yet to get off the mark, but question three might level the scores. It's a television question, Jez. Which American action series from the 1980s featured a Bell 222 helicopter in the title role? Yes, Roy. I think that was you. It is Airwolf. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Wasn't even born
1: in the 80s
0: well done can you remember the, can you remember the name of the guy in it uh, the, the star of the show no no it was jan michael vincent oh. and <laughs> i think there's a shot at the beginning in the opening title sequence of him playing a cello I mean, it's just bizarre and for <laughs> yes, bonus, yeah. bonus, do you remember yeah yeah, yeah. it was a the holy point. trinity
1: of those shows wasn't it there was <laughs> there was Night rider airwolf and street yes. hawk yes that's exactly <laughs> right and um Roy, a little bonus. Can you sing the theme tune, or can anyone else sing the theme dun, tune? I mean <Credit> that'll do. That's that's but that's so that's a very i was I would have sung exactly the
2: same. It would have sounded a lot more out of tune, but you didn't. I think that was a loaded question. So
0: Roy gets I'll tell you what, that bonus will come into play if the scores are level at the end. All right. Okay, so after three questions, Roy is on two with an option for a third jazz yet to score james on one famous film quotes now you've got to be quick on your buzzers with this one in which film would you hear son your ego's writing checks your body can't cash yes top gun top gun is the no. right answer well done it was said by um mavericks uh ceo stinger
1: stinger yeah we're looking forward to top gun 2 coming up oh, can't hopefully wait. this year can't aren't can't wait. wait for that one that is, also if you've not done that put the headphones on crank it up and watch that trailer because <laughs> it's the most exciting five minutes of your life
2: <laughs> amazing let well, that mentioned mention top
1: gun as a uh, their favorite aviation oh, it
2: was well, we weren't it. allowed to i, th- I thought we two weren't robbers. allowed to we took the two banned ones with top
1: gun and Battle um, Britain. And Dan Busters. Battle of Britain. Yeah. yeah. And Dan Busters. Okay. Yeah. The three. The three yeah. Everyone's Band seen Wars. that. If you haven't seen that, then literally you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Please carry on listening and, and watch it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: okay. So, uh, yeah, Roy is racing away here. Three to Roy, one to James. Jez with the loudest buzzer still to get off the mark. Right now, another film question. In the airport series of films, can you name the featured aircraft in each of the four films? I'll give you a point for each. I'll name the film, and then you need to buzz in with the aircraft. So let's start off with the original one from 1970. What was the featured aircraft in airport? Jez. Boeing 707. Absolutely right. Well done. It was a Boeing 707 of Trans Global Airlines. George Kennedy. Do you remember him? He was Joe yep. Petroni. I think he featured in every single one of the airport films. The next one was Airport 75. Which aircraft featured in Airport 75? Is
3: that Jez again? Well, I'm guessing that. Uh, 747.
0: You're absolutely right, Jez. Oh. Jez, you are catching up. You've oh. moved, moved into second place ahead of James Carter. But his, I'm not sure if James's buzzer is working, what's going on there. Yeah, no, he's not
2: listening to it. Not listening. He didn't me. know. He, he did know exactly. the answer.
0: <laughs> that was, by the way, the airline was Columbia Airlines. It was flight 409. And I don't remember. A light aircraft crashes into the flight deck and it all goes horribly pear-shaped. Uh, Airport 77, which aircraft was? <coughs> not Yes. Who was that? James, I think that might have no. been you. I have absolutely not. Concorde. Idea. Incorrect. Concorde. Incorrect. It was not Concorde. Airport 77. Who remembers that? It was a hijacked aircraft which which crashed in the. (laughs) Dry my buzzer. Yes, Jera. PC 8. Incorrect. That leaves you, Roy. Airport 77.
1: Was it 747 again?
0: It is a 747 ah! again. Well done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. It was. It was oh, a, I already said 747. So well,
0: surely. No. Well, you either know it or you don't. and You didn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was a private 747. The actual 747 was the very same one they used in the previous film. <laughs> and finally, and the wait, worst wait. entire run of uh, airport films. Just dreadful. It was known as Airport 79 in the USA, but by the time it came to the UK, it was called Airport 80. Which aircraft?
3: Bing oh. bong! <laughs>
0: all right. Uh, James, oh, I'm going to it over like... to you. I
3: think...
0: Yes, James. That was Concorde. That was Concorde. You're yeah. absolutely right.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was diabolical. Absolutely. It crashed into, a, into an ice field or something, they all got off oh it was <laughs> just
0: i mean it uh, really it, i don't know how they got to Wh- make it, it was, which concord did they use it was one actually it, it was, was a good question it was one of the air france concords but it at the time it actually belonged to um or, or whatever and it was actually the very Concorde that crashed in paris
1: no the very oh, same really? concord
0: it was um Christ. fox Rock, bravo tango sierra charlie So. Um, Yeah, it was involved in two hideous episodes, that airplane, (laughs) Uh, airport 80 disaster. So well done. So at the end of that round, the scores are James has two, Jez has two, but out in the lead is Roy with a total of four. I call that an unassailable lead as we go into the last two questions, but there is an option for more should we need them. And we're doing books. Stand by. Yeah. What is the name of the book by John Peters and John Nickel about their experiences during Operation Desert Storm oh. in the Gulf War? Yes, James?
2: Tornado Down.
0: Really? Tornado it was Down. Me. It was me. It wasn't oh, first.
2: Yeah.
3: I was first on the
1: buzzer. No
2: way. You weren't. This is a delay. This is it delay. Was
1: tornado Down. I think really down. nobody should get the points. <laughs>
0: or I might give you one each oh, because it's not going to make an awful lot okay. of difference quite frankly and uh, a little uh, extra question here and we've we've covered this to a little bit this evening but let's try and get the definitive answer which books that we've already reviewed on top landing gear has jez still not finished
1: uh,
0: yes jez absolutely in blue and harrier 809 <laughs> anyone else want to add to that all of them. Correct. That's the answer I've got down, James.
1: That is absolutely
0: right. uh, well done. That's a brilliant quiz. You've all done really, really, really well. So let's look at the final scores. Uh, bringing up the rear, an appalling performance. Couldn't even answer his own question correctly. With three points, Jez. In, oh, we've got actually we've got a joint. Tied for first place oh. on that final question with James and Roy on four each. But Roy did get the bonus for the airwolf theme, so that bonus has come into play. Roy, you can't uh, get <laughs> I can't ask a, a singer to sing now. a it's, song as one of the clues. What
2: about getting someone that to fire an that airplane? Point
0: to a <laughs> it was safe, he always had that point that's made clear at the time. That if it was a tiebreak, that uh. would win. So, Roy, you are our first winner of 2021. Many congratulations
1: well. to you amazing well that was that was
2: great fun. Well, well, well well done Roy. this is that the
1: first time you've won Roy? <laughs> to be honest these quizzes are so yeah, much really more stubborn. fun when you win <laughs> <laughs> I, I won the battle of britain one which i was very pleased with oh, did you? Well, yeah, you my did, two yeah. skill sets tv yeah, well done. and the battle Good. of britain
0: well done <laughs> I, i'm very proud of all of you did you notice the missing theme there was snow
2: there was, was, no, there was but, a layer oh my god yes there was no. what
0: um, no, Malaya, Malaya, no Malaya. I think, I think that's gone now. I think we've moved on. I don't believe I, that for a second. Well, it will return, but it won't necessarily be in every. Quiz I, think, I
2: think I think I think our I think our fan needs it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'll he, he does. he like be it, upset, if especially no the Malayan on Malaya. one.
1: The <laughs> well, Malayan <laughs> ones will. will be devastated. It,
2: it will
0: come back because obviously during the Malayan Emergency 1948 61, um, there were many first and last in terms of. Uh, aircraft types so um oh it will reappear don't you worry but it might not be in every single quiz well guys what a podcast it's been great to get back on the air again we've it's all been a little bit quiet hasn't it and um lockdown has made things difficult for everybody but um we hope that this will help people get through the next few weeks (laughs) potentially months (laughs) with our suggestions. Yes, if this is say, all you've
2: got, I actually feel quite
0: sorry. <laughs> well, there's loads more too. There's loads all more all we've too. got. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, I have to say, also during our quiet time, we have received... Some really exciting invitations over the last couple of months to visit and record some podcasts as soon as lockdown allows. Can't say too much at this stage, but there might be a bit of flying involved. Absolutely amazing invitation. Oh, we really have. And thanks to those people. So we're really looking forward to that. Before all that, of course, we will be putting up the episodes we recorded on our
1: trip to Lincolnshire last year. And when's that likely to happen, Roy, do you think? I want to put them out in April when I think we're going to be able to travel to Lincolnshire because we've done so many amazing uh places i'd love to put them out so that people can immediately go there the next weekend because I oh hope... i
0: see so uh, yeah use them as sort of promo and we okay. will get together to sort of top and tail those live as well won't we yeah totally. it,
1: yeah it's going to run in the same way the last series did we will do a an episode ourselves which will be mm. about uh the interview and then we'll run the yeah. interview as a full flap. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, I see. Love it. So we'll still be a quiz. That's all I'm be really checking. Good. I've <laughs> forgotten about full
1: flaps. How exciting! Yeah. I know. Yeah. We've got. I've got yeah. eight full flaps ready to. Well, not ready to go. That's the problem. I've got. <laughs> I've got about eighty hours of audio to go through. But uh, it, it, but it's on it. You know that Lincoln trip was brilliant, and uh, it, it's going to be an amazing year for uh, for top landing gear. I think. 2021 yes. so uh Brilliant. Come on. So thank you come for all your support and thank you for for listening uh, we're going to carry on trying to bring you the best aviation fun nonsense that we can
0: <laughs> nonsense we can guarantee absolutely brilliant <laughs> yes thanks to everyone out there who's who's been so loyal and, and listening even while we haven't been making new podcasts people still be downloading it's been fantastic so that's uh, looking ahead in the meantime you can of course still listen to all our podcasts from series one and two basically they're there in perpetuity for you to keep well keep it. thank you very much and please do get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Top Landing Gear and email us with your questions for our expert, James Cartner. It's info at toplandinggear.com info at toplandinggear.com Two G's. Two G's. Oh yeah, my boys? Under that. Remember and however you're listening to us, please recommend us to your friends and family and do leave a review, especially if you've enjoyed it. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening and bye for now. This is... It's top landing gear.